Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! It's marketing, it's money, it's the Marketing Money Podcast. COVID-free, coming to you live yet recorded. The casting of pods. Uh, Yeah, live and recorded live. Could it In not? front of a live studio audience. Technically, we do have a live studio audience. I think an audience has to be made up of more than one person. But there's three in here. Yeah, but I guess any two of us were pivoting. Yes. Two of us. Are always observing the third. Correct. So okay. that would be an audience. Oh, so uh, what's been going on, brother? Uh, you know. A little more excitement? That Red Bull taking a while to get down to is, bring the podcast? It is um, not kicking in yet. Just sort of. I'm just not, not going to bring the podcast down. But just uh, just a little doldrumy. I gotcha. I was off last week. Yeah. And I drove... From Mississippi to North Carolina because I was a little fearful of the flight, which bad on me, good on me, whatever. But anyway, I drove it. Mm -hmm. And on the way there, I paid attention to the different banks I saw. Because this is a bank marketing podcast, obviously, about the money. Well, you should. I uh... saw a few first banks along the way. Huh? And it just reminded me of my old complaint of get a bank brand when there's like a hundred and some first banks or whatever out there. It just, I don't know. I just wanted to stop and like knock on the door of the bank, walk in and go, guys, do you not listen to the Marketing Money podcast? I don't think they do. I mean, one of them is just first bank. Yeah. And there's a lot of, well, but if like, you're not first or last, <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Or you're, or you're just nothing. You know, it probably doesn't behoove me to comment on this. You don't have to, but I just, I noticed it. And I just, it, it brought back the mind thought that every time you go to a bank, conference or marketing conference or anything everyone uses the d word differentiate we got it we do it to differentiate i was like hey but they also use efficiency and how could you get much more why, why don't they all just share the same stuff they should all just combine charter one charter and just be well, a, just, no, just, just like here we're gonna order three times as much stationary as we normally do and you get a third and i get it well that's what you should do as an ad agency if you had if, if you're the agency of record for like 16 first banks is you should just get them on one big conference call and be like, guys, we're just going to do one brand for all you guys yeah, and do you like get everything. Like, as long as you're not in the same market. Remember when you used to buy like those physical newsletters? There's a whole industry around this where like they would sell a physical newsletter. Pre-written and, copy. Yeah, like and the and same thing. It, and you put your, your region, But for your region. Yeah. Just do that. I, I'm just going to tell you. I mean, we're in the middle right now of five or six. Six bank rebrand things. Yeah, various stages of the product project. Yeah. And it's a product, too. Brand it's a product. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're listening to the podcast, moving forward, I mean, this is, we've talked about it before with like, hey, Siri, what's blah, blah, blah? And Siri's actually going to try to, yep, see, you heard it. She She heard me. If you don't begin the process of differentiation. And here's the thing, and you've done this through M&A and whatever else and seen it. There's nothing, if your name is the same as five or six or 10 other banks and you still feel some like sacred, like tied to the legacy of the name of your bank, it's time executive management to start 
disassociating. Well, you just got to think bigger. It's like I've I've talked about a couple projects in our bank over the past month. That I was like, we've got to think bigger. Like doing these little like one off cutesy. Let's do that. I'm like, you you got to think bigger now. I'll tell you this: you can be a community bank with national level marketing. You don't have to be anti-good stuff just to be small. You don't. You can increase your quality. And I think go toe-to-toe with the big banks, let's say, instead of naming names, the elite top ten banks. But you really can't when you're named the same as a bunch of other banks who then combine to make the size of the top ten bank. Yeah. It just – anyway. It, it's We're past the point where this is like gone from just – into just pure silliness that you could – Defend it. Yeah. So. No, it's it's. Anyway, glad you saw that. I did. And I, I took note. I actually took a picture of it with my phone and texted you. I was like, "There's another one." And text you, and you were laughing. You're like, "Yep." What else did you expect? And I was like, "I guess we're not doing a good enough job on the podcast." I cannot understand in why people wouldn't be rushing, whether it's with us or whatever. But see now, and I've said this. I wrote about it probably three columns ago. Oh, you wrote about it or didn't re- Of course. Yeah, I'm just saying it because in case you're like, oh, you've already said that. I have. You documented it. Now's a good time because, like, things are quiet. Your branches are – some are opening up the lobbies with a lot of drive through only, like, whatever's going on in the pandemic. You're not probably pushing out a lot of marketing because a lot of people have materially pulled back in their spend. It's not direct salary or, you know, rent or, or cost on the bank. Yeah. I'm like, now would be great Power to sit down. But it's, now's a good time to sit down and, and strategize. Mm, that's strategize. And strategize Where'd on you get that word W, but uh, go through and uh, and look at different words and mind map and whatever you do, color boards, whatever all that crazy stuff is you want to do. But like, it's a good time to and maybe plan it for next year or the year. But like, when you've got it's time to start, you've got a little bit of a, I feel like a break. And I know it's like, oh, we'll have a break. We got to mask. Well, I, I get all that. But like, you know, if the sports aren't like there were, the community involvement isn't like it was, you're not at Kiwana's meetings every Friday for lunch. I mean, stuff's like... Sneak it in. Yeah, like now's a good time to like kind of sneak the plan in and start looking at it. I agree. But changing subjects. Oh, that's not our subject. It's not. That's just our lead-in or whatever is... Cold open. That was now our, welcome that was to the, our real, cold open. the Real Marketing Money Podcast, where we talk about what, John? We're going to talk about today interviewing, hiring... And good uh, professional practices for right now because you have some job openings. And I actually, surprise, big You're review. You're no. looking for a job. No. no, thank God. Have a job opening. Right here on the. I have a job opening. Really? In the Renaissance Bank Marketing Department. There is the a elitist job. of elite. I mean, it's like. The Navy SEALs and the Green Berets of marketing had. Oh, this is more like Justice League. Just, what? Yeah. It's more like Justice fictional? League. Yes, it's fictional. <laughs> not even real. I'm not going to offend the... Is this a real... I'm not going to offend our armed forces. No, don't. Uh, this is more like, you know, Justice League and what's the, what's the other group of... Avengers. Uh, Avengers are combining, and they have an opening for you to join them. Mm. And I have that, and I almost want to make it like The Apprentice and like real world this thing out and set up a Zoom deal and... Worked it, like, for the last host. He did, but... So if you're listening out there and you thought or have ever thought, man, I'd like to work with John and Renaissance and maybe say, like, you get all of it at the same time. You get all of it. Reach out because I have an opening. Touch base. Let me, Touch te- base let me tell John. you, it is in the Atlanta, Georgia market. So I've got I've to put that because I don't want them to call me like, I, I won't move to. You don't have to move to Tupelo. It's in Atlanta. It's in a cool city. A lot of traffic, but cool things to do. Mm. So I'm making the announcement on the podcast. You there is a here, job folks. opening 
with Renaissance Marketing out of Atlanta, working with myself, the bank, Mavis Agency, doing cool marketing, all the fun stuff you want to do. We're going to do it. There's now, Josh. Now that conditions apply to that. I, I, you've already like what of all the we're going to do all the fun stuff. We yeah. don't just do all the fun. Stuff. We do all the fun stuff. All the stuff we do is fun, but you we don't get to well, do all the fun stuff. Well, you have some job openings too, right? I'm sure. I know you've got some on your website or something. Go to MavisAgency.com yeah, and look do. at them. We do. Is it some Mavis ro- Agency or just Mavis.com? MavisAgency.com. Mavis A fellow in Hong Kong. Owns Mavis. Not, yes, will not reply to me. Okay. Mavis.com. I also tried to buy MAB.us. That would have been kind of creatively cool. Yeah, but then... What, Fell through? Wasn't the cards. Well, anyway... If you'd like to think about a career with us, you can yeah, reach out on. to me. I need a writer. I'm easy to find. Give me a writer. In that knowing. A fiery. Here's a few things. Ready to take on the world. See, but I like where you're going here because you're being specific. And the problem I've had because I have combed LinkedIn looking for how people post their jobs. My number one peeve. About, number one. And we've talked about this with before. With a bullet. Number one with a bullet. Red Bull's kicking in. A loaded guide Complex, Fallout Boy, cock it and pull it. We're going down. Sorry. Anyway, if you don't know about Fallout Boy, don't report John to yeah, exactly. HR because yeah. that's that's a song. It's when someone posts a job opening and they list like everything an ad agency, I want a production company, a video company, a web company, Look, a design company. They they list eighty five thousand things that they need someone to do. Oh, and we want you to have three years of experience. And we're going to pay you no, thirty thousand no, no, dollars. No, 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 not three years. Like ten years of experience for entry level pay. Look, I'm just going to tell you, listener. If you post a job thing, I mean, look, I know you want everything. You want everything you can get. Who but, doesn't? But you want a Swiss Army knife but, when you but, need a steak but, knife. Like, I want a marketing strategist who's well versed in shooting video, editing with Premiere, Part Adobe night. Illustrator, <laughs> marketing <force>. automation, <laughs> can design brands and and write copy and um, fly an airplane. And again, for some entry level salary, come on, come on with that. You can't. You're not going to get all of that. One. I've been doing this for a long time, and let me just save you for some disappointment and us, Johnny and and me, going, poking, like laughing at it and sending each other screen caps. There's not a person that can do that. No. I'm just telling you. There, There's not I an get, agency like, that can do it. But just if you could, like, I've been looking for that. I've been doing this, this, this business for about 20 years, and finding somebody that's really good at two core marketing skills at once. Is rare. This, I mean, like, so to that point, this is my twenty. Yeah, I joined the workforce in two thousand because I when I yeah graduated ninety nine. So this is my twentieth to twenty first year in the workforce. Prince called. Never really been unemployed, and so my point in uh, knock on wood. So my point in saying that is twenty years of experience in seeing these posts and what they do, and and as a as a young graduate applying for jobs so that where you'd walk in and be like i can only do like three of those things but there's no way a human being could do all of them so i might as well apply i, I think, think it you also, turn people off that's my point i think it also intimidates people or makes I them think i can't or do they me. lie yeah like i did in my first job interview i lied my off it almost forces you to because you're like well i can't do photoshop and i can't do all these adobe sweet products but but i can i'm a writer and yeah. so i can write really well or well, I don't write really well, but I'm really good at project management, but they want me to do all these tactical things when I'm really good at like managing things. Just, I mean, it, I, somebody needs to say it, and we've not done this because I think some of our friends may have done this in the past and colleagues. 
that lack of focus, you are asking for the Justice League and Avengers and the Green Beret and Navy SEALs and Bay Team, Young and James Rubicam, Bond, like Line all combined. <laughs> Just what do you need the most? Well, I've because said, you can't get everything. I've like, said I wish to, I, if I could find and what it is. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm interrupting. I'm gonna let you finish. But first, Kanye. Oh, I was one interrupting. Go ahead. All right. What do you need? What do you actually need? I know if like if I could really find some of a video, that would be. This is not some agency defense thing, but you're not going to find all-purpose guy or gal. You're just not. And focusing, just like you've read on our blog, hopefully about focus and and like when even when you're hiring an agency, define what you need and rank order those skills. Because there should be one skill you really need. Like with a project manager, it probably is project management. Organization. But wouldn't (laughs) it be really nice if that person happened to also be a writer? Hire the best project manager. Let's say the next one that's also a good project manager, videographer. Hire for the the primary skill first, and then the lanyard, the little something extra. Je ne sais quoi. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I don't even know what that means. That may be a, I don't know. You may get something great with it, but focus your hiring down to the skill or the skills you actually need. And I'm not saying there's a good project manager who can't be creative. I'm saying on the technical skills, a writer, designer, developer. A creative. Videog- no, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm trying to listen, list the, the specifics. Not organized and good personality. You can't, you know, you only get one. I'm saying the creative skills, finding someone who and I am I am not saying they don't exist. Like the the guy that works for um Sarah Colvin, that guy's multi talented. Yeah. We have multi obviously She's multi- our mortgage marketing person that runs them. Um obviously multi talented people here. Casey is his name, I think. Colby. 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 He looks like Casey. He, strangely, he does look like Casey, who used to work for the Mavis yeah. Agency. Don't tell him I said that, because every time I compare two people, everybody's oh, it, mad. Everybody's offended. Um, I'm sure there's some of you listening that I've said, hey, you look like, and then you looked it up, and you're like, mm, who's this son of a gun? Anyway, you can't get more than a couple of them. If you do, you're like, some of y'all's job postings look look more robust than my agency with 31 people's skill offerings. Altogether. Altogether. And here's, so here's my advice, because we try to give tactical advice, is... Yeah, other than you, just don't do it or we'll make fun of you. There's two ways to go. You're either very specific, I need a writer, this many years of experience who specializes in this type of copy, or you're vague, as in like, marketing generalist... Understands marketing. Now you can list talk. those things, but at least put in front of it. We want two or more of the. Or, well, just to. Yeah, I, I think you need so, to tear it like necessary necessities or. So I'm always I'm always scouring the LinkedIn's for the scouring. the job postings and then people that might Very be clean when good there. hires. Yeah. And so I'm looking at both to see where they match up, and I can't tell how many banks have a marketing open that's like marketing coordinator, and then under it it's like, I mean it's seven pages. Of things they want to do, to your point, all the social media management, graphic and the only design, production, like, and the, the requirements like four year degree yeah, and three years of experience. So I was like, it would take six careers yeah, but, but, to I mean, do any saying, of that. But the, but the requirement is real general instead of like, I really need you to be a project manager and I really want this other stuff. Yeah. Of course, you got a degree. Look, well, you used to get some doozy resumes because you we would, I call we them would look General at them. Managers. Now, look, Dollar General is a fantastic, pl- I don't know if it's, a it's like the largest growing company in america there's one popping up every two days but i mean I all i would get was like 
I want to be a web developer. Yeah, but ne- but never. Do- I think that'd be a good job for me. Okay, well, where's your ability? I don't know that we need to get into what you put on your resume now, but if you have under five years of experience, unless there's a specific thing, I don't think a resume should ever be more than one page. And are people still doing one pages, or is it all digital now where you don't even print them out and hand them to people? I mean, all the ones I've gotten are digital. Nobody's Because no one's printed out a physical resume a for me in, year, in years. Oh, yeah, go get the hundred and some pound whatever it is paper yeah my point being is unless you have a specific you know there's a code that you can program in that we need to know the specifics of for the security of a bank site or something i don't think you need to list just three bullet points on what you do on your job and that's it my favorite was references were already there and i don't i never really got the references available on request i guess it's the call me and you can find out but it's so funny like why would you not just put them on there just give them but somebody did recently and it was just terry <laughs> just the phone I'm name. Not kidding. it was just terry and a phone number yeah terry and a phone number <laughs> hey terry i'm calling about john's work background how do you know him <laughs> And it like it, it was two Terry. days. It was Terry. Watch out! Back up, Terry. <laughs> Back up, Terry. Oh, it was. Oh, Terry. I've had one that had like a nickname. I can't remember what it is. I'm sure it's something offensive, like Redbone. Call Redbone. Also, I also to that point, I'm gonna assume if you're a college graduate that you have some skill around using. Word or Excel or don't, something. Don't, don't assume. <laughs> I know. Do what... not assume because just while we're ta- telling some war stories, because you're here <laughs> for the stories, not the advice. I know because somehow when I went through school, which was a little bit after John, because I'm younger than him, feet are bigger too. But whatever, not a not a tiny Mr. Tiny Feet. Haven't brought that up in a while. Whatever. Yeah, you know, he ain't, he ain't denying it. Anyway, I was like, I'm sure. Look, every computer class was just Microsoft Office, like an access. Like that's every like when you had a MIS, CIS, whatever, non-core, like if that wasn't your major, it was just like Office. And I took from high school to junior college to college like eight of these like how do you, I'm I'm really good with Excel. How to how to open up the document, how to and so the thing is, is I just assumed that's what everybody's experience was. And we know what assuming does. And so I was interviewing somebody who Excel was very, it wasn't like accounting important, but we, I do a lot of like just planning in Excel, you know. Well, you put in your ROI numbers, your budget, yeah. like all that stuff. But just even like just listing. And at that point, we did much more in Excel than we did like in like even like a CRM or something like that. Anyway, I was like, I'm sure you, are you familiar with Excel? Yeah. Uh, okay whatever this person by familiar with excel like had read the name on a piece of paper like could open the (laughs) could could click on the 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 requisite icon and type things in boxes so just because you're a college grad and this person i think had yeah had a master's degree but do you do you think people not in like english before you're like i'm sure it was no it was like marketing should i'm just gonna tell you if you didn't take any math in your marketing degree you might need to go bone up on that math should you list all the Microsoft Word proficient in everybody puts proficient in and like enlist that. See, I don't think I don't even man. Look, I hire a bunch of people, and maybe this. And that's is, why I'm asking the question. You got 31 employees. I got eight or nine. I think the the only advice I have around a, a resume is well organized, easy to read. I'll tell you this: 
the facts on a resume, like other than like if you've just jumped around three months, six months, whatever, I'm going to say I put 80% or more emphasis, emphasis yeah. on the cover letter than the resume or the opening or the paragraph or the statement because I need context for why I should value the fact that you work. Unless you worked at some agency that I know or a bank that I respect or whatever. Or someone sent them to you. Because there's people that like or I, recommendation. you might re- recommend that. I'm like, I don't need to see your resume. Yeah. I mean, we're hiring people right out of college that have no... Yeah, guess, working at the coffee shop isn't exactly going to translate. Yeah. unless. But I see their portfolio. Yeah. So that's sort of the cover letter. But I'm telling you, on like admin, like the positions you're talking about, cover letter, bring me value. Explain your value. You know, it's kind of like the whatever, the Django Unchained with um, whatever Leonardo DiCaprio says. You had my attention. Now you have my interest or, or vice well, versa. I'll tell you that what I thought was real funny is I used to teach night school at a local community college here. Night Court. Yeah, Night Court, which was actually a very underrated comedy, by the way. I, don't, I mean, it was like the most popular show. It was pretty funny. Hey, little known fact, Sean Carson's wife named Marky, named after Marky Post. Which one was Marky Post? The 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 gal, the, the gal. I just remember Bull, and then the other Bull fun, Shannon, and then the other funny dude that was the lawyer that was real like, John Larry swaggy. Kidd. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Dan, I don't remember. Man, I was I was a kid. Some of it was inappropriate for me as a kid, but I oh child. he was very he was a philanderer. Oh, oh I know, I know, because every joke was about him. He was like the Charlie Sheen of the show. He was. But anyway. what is what's his name? Dan what? John Larry Kidd. But um, I'm younger than you, and I remember it so. You remember things. I don't. Until this, I do Richard remember. Richard I do remember this. I taught community college at night school for a little extra bucks a few, uh, probably five or six years ago, more than that now, seven, eight years ago. And part of my class, you know, the difference in community college in a lot of ways, especially night school community college and four-year D1, whatever schools where I've also taught, is that you know, your, your four-year colleges, they're 19, 20-year-olds who are kind of halfway into the class but are you know also involved in their social life and whatever's going on when you teach community college for night school folks are there to learn and they are like ready to get their career going it's a little different just the the caliber of person is very different too because they're not there to build up a four-year major and then go interview and maybe go get an mba they're like whatever you teach them they will literally walk out the door and use it that day if if they can and so a lot of my students would ask me about job interviewing and skills in job interviewing. So I put together with some HR help, like a guide to interviewing, what you should wear and how you act and build a resume. And I would help them. They would, they would come and ask me to read through their resume and their cover letters, to your point, Josh. And so they asked me all these different, uh, different questions, and I would walk through what they said. And so one of my students said he had an interview the next day. And so we practiced and we went through like the five questions you'll get and five answers you should give. And we walked through all this, you know. The silly things that people ask, like your greatest weakness and your greatest strength and your five-year plan, and give, me, and give me an ex- yeah, and give me an example and all the Michael Scott answers you can have out there. Guy went and took the interview and he came to class the next week and I, and I said how'd it go? And he said he said it went well and he and I said well how'd you do on those questions we practiced? And he said John he said they didn't ask me any of those. And I said well what did they ask ask you? And he said well they asked me when I could start. And if I had reliable transportation, yeah. and I just kind of laughed, and I said, well, where was the interview? It was like Subway or Wendy's or something like that. And I said, I said, yeah, I said, I get that. And he said, well, do we waste a bunch of time? I said, no, we didn't. I said, because every job's an important job, and you need a job that's flexible. I said, but I was thinking more you were looking for like some type of entry-level career job versus a job at any Subway, McDonald's could be a career job. I'm not 
putting that down, but I'm saying I didn't know what type of job. And I, I laugh because I've got other friends that work in that industry as managers, and they say to me, you know, reliable transportation, people showing up is like 90% of the job. Oh, yeah. And well, so, I mean, and that's what he was applying. So I, I thought back to like what we could say in here to like prepare people if they're looking for jobs that applying because I need a new employee now yeah. for us, and you need some. And my point is, is if you're looking at the, the whole thing, I just laughed at like, you know, he's prepared, wore a suit in, and they're like, the person was yeah. a little naive to the whole thing. But it was like, do you have reliable transportation? Well, well yeah. What about my five year goals? Uh, I mean, are you moving from the front to the back? I don't, I don't know what the yeah. think. What's interesting now. For instance, I said this this person I'm gonna hire, I will probably conduct all the interviews over Zoom, which makes a whole other dynamic to the deal. Mm. And so, have you been conducting them online, or have you still have people coming in? Conducted. I've done. I did a lot of phone interviewing before because I mean, one of our things is moving people from different areas of the country here. I mean, we've. I don't do a whole lot of traditional interviewing. I just um, one. I just want to find out. Normally, the skills are the skills with us. You know, it's, are you a good designer? Are you a good writer? Are you good whatever? And there's only so much prediction you can do, right? Like, can you do it? Can you do it on demand? You can't really put them through a test. Like, a, you know, like the funny thing, the thing I thought you were going to say when you first told that story a few weeks ago when you told me about that when we are talking about this was like, can you lift 20 pounds or what? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but like, they'll ask that. Like, uh, can you do the... The thing at Toyota where yeah, they make you do like, around. yeah, all the Corollas, by the way, are made near Tupelo. So that's why I brought it up because we have a lot of Toyota employees in Tupelo. But are you going to be a good fit? Like skills are skills. And look, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near 100% on interviewing anybody for skill or fit. But um, generally, I mean, for me, it's a, it's an informal conversation. I just want to be somebody I can talk to and work with every day. I think those LinkedIn type, I don't know, I think they're dumb because they're just so trite and hackneyed. They're not dumb. They're just trite and hackneyed. <laughs> but, you know, have a good attitude, do what you say you're going to do, show up on time, like like the skills that don't have to be taught or whatever. Soft skills. Yeah, that that stuff is, pro- is really probably most of it. Like if you had equal design skill... Yeah, you would pick on that. You're gonna, you're or gonna, if you had equal, you're going to look for chemistry. Soft skill, you're going to look for chemistry. Then you'd pick the better designer. So, you know, I think having someone who brings value, which isn't much description, but you know, will they actually? Do they have the skills you need? Determining that pretty early. But I do not ask a whole lot of the um, traditional interview questions. One because everybody's so prepared. I mean, it's like it's like playing Battleship. Like you're just trying to match up two different kinds of things. You know, I just try to try to diffuse the the you know interviewee the awkwardness down of, into one. Thing. It's so awkward though. Job yeah. interviewing is so awkward, and it's something that I think if you have a personality, a good personality, you're going to be good at communicating anyway. But if you're really good at job interviewing, almost I'm like, how many interviews have you had? Like, well, like have, you, have you just done this all the time? That's the thing. I want to I want to be clear when I say personality because we don't always work. Uh, you know, hire. Um, I don't know whatever Dale Carnegie or whatever. Franklin Covey. Yeah, that's two know. people. Yeah, I'm just talking about the whatever person. You know, who's a charming person? I don't know, Mr. Sunshine. Is that, is that a real person? Yeah, Johnny Sunshine. Johnny Sunshine. Uh, who's, who's somebody that's known to be charismatic? A Tom Hanks. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Tom Hanks. We don't always get to hire that, but just I don't know. I'm I'm looking for lateral thinking skills, rational like problem solving. Like I, you know. In a con- if you can converse 
And even if you're a bit awkward or a bit whatever, I'm not, like I said, this isn't congeniality contest, but just can you string together thoughts and I don't know, man, it's, it's first thing I say is give me value before. I, I mean, I'm not going to, if, if you haven't made yourself valuable to me, it's just like any advertising. That's what your resume is. It's direct mail or content. Yeah. Does it have value for me? Because I'm not, I mean, it's so funny there, especially the younger group is just like, I'm this thing. Where's my job? Which everybody jokes about, but like, yeah, but what have you done? I just graduated. I'm oh, going to be awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So make sure that you connect the dots. Couple, couple quick facts you need to know. So is this Frank? Is Frank shown up? No, this uh, isn't Frank. This is the opposite of Frank. Okay. Just looked up Night Court. Christine Sullivan was Mike Marky Post character. John Larry Ketz was Dan Fielding. Thank you, Google. All right. The series creator was Reinhold Wiggy. Reinhold Wiggy. And Wiggy. Wiggy. And I want to say that out louder. Maybe Weege. W e e g e. And if I got a resume from Reinhold Weege, I would want to talk to Reinhold. <laughs> Last bit, uh, Richard Maul played Bull Shannon, the the bailiff. I yeah, the big bald guy. Yeah. His full name on the show, Bull Shannon. Bull is a nickname, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's a God-given name yeah. of his character. Aristotle Nostradamus Shannon was his name. For some reason, I remember th- that was a joke on yeah, one of the shows. Like yeah, Because he wasn't the smartest guy. Yeah. But Matt Robinson, like the clerk, the, the black dude that wore the um, sweater. Yeah. Like... That guy's like the the prototypical avuncular guy. Like he was like Mr. Warm Uncle. Really like Matt Robinson. If the actor who I don't know his real name. Don Cheadle. It was not. It was not him. Don Cheetos. If he that's what Bobby the producer thought his name was. Don Cheetos. One of the three times he's been wrong. Including two of those are the same because Bobby was wrong about being wrong. So you've only been one other time? It's pretty good batting average First for life. Class. It's pretty Twice. good batting average for life. Well, to the point of this, I guess the other deal we here is interviewing in Zoom, a little awkward, but I'd say... For you. It's awkward for everybody. Nah. Nah, I mean, because I used to judge people off their handshake. And if you don't... Did you? Heck yeah, I did. I didn't. If you had no confidence with your handshake, you were out. If you didn't look the person in the eye and shake their hand, dude kidding me that's the best way to judge confidence going into an interview look i guess i've done i have a weird depth perception <laughs> issue i've I, I don't know that i'm a good handshaker so i've never you know what else is weird about handshakes is once you're like good friends with somebody like us or like my buddies guys like we never shake hands anymore you see each other, you might not you might like yeah but, what's up but like you don't but like how about that like and i do this you're so, like i don't want to shake your hand we're buddies but, but, like, <laughs> but then like i do because i mean i see clients and you know that were, you know, some that, you know, we had hugged because, you know, we're friends, obviously, or, or the infinite handshake, like shake your hand, then go down the elevator and shake the hand and handshake. I, I never break t- first. But, but I will tell you this is COVID has made like the handshake, like it's gone. so silly. It's, it's gone. like, I need to touch your hand to acknowledge that we are parting. Oh, it's done. You play golf now. No one shakes hands after they finish. You just kind of look at each other, maybe elbow bump and walk off. But because you know, it used to be you had the big handshake, and you finished like that was it. You tipped your cap, you shook hands, said "great round." Now you just kind of look at each other and go, ah, "I'm glad we're not sick." Then you go on to whatever your next activity is. Activities. Hey, speaking of activities. Speaking of the train in the background, you know you're in Tupelo. I guess we can get ready to wrap up this long talk on hiring and looking around. I don't know if we've given you any 
tactical ideas other than be vague or be super specific, but don't try to be everything in your listing of what you're looking for. If you're looking for a job, bring value in the interview. Talk about what you do that's valuable other than just the ability to fog a mirror and drive a car or drive to work and be there on time. Like those are great things, but like what specifically can you do? Uh, don't lie. Say you know how to use Excel if you don't know how to use Excel. Like those can be taught. I want you to know how to, if we're hiring someone to do a certain specific task and it involves a technical thing that you don't know, that can be taught. I mean, it can be. How well you use it might be another, or how rationally you use it might be another issue. So those are a few things. Uh, I think if I'm getting out of school right now and trying to get into the job force, which school just started back up, so there may be some people coming out of summer school or that haven't worked or whatever, unemployment's, what, 11 12% right now? So if you're looking for a job, I mean, sharpen up the skills, but I think knowing how to use Zoom, I can't assume people just know how to use that. So, I mean, you've got some other stuff that's like kind of in the way of just, oh, I could show up at the office and ask for a job. Well, now you've got to have a little bit of technical skill, a little minimal to actually interview, right? Yeah, even. I mean. And equipment. Internet connection. I mean, whatever. Equipment. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, everybody just has a there's some barrier to entry now that was not there before. Yep. So that's something to think about. I think, to Josh's point, resumes are important, but they're highly overrated. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn already having it out there, so you don't even have to send a resume. It's just check out my link or I, or we find you. So those are some good ideas. I, I will say this. In looking for people on LinkedIn, if you don't have a picture of yourself on there or a picture of something, if it's just a gray circle, I won't click on it to look at your profile. Uh, and that's not because I need to know how you look or what you look like. It's just because it's like you didn't complete the simple task of filling out the profile, which says you for some reason you didn't. You might have a good reason. On mine, I have a picture. You don't have a head. I, well, it's weird. Like, because I'm going through and I'm scrolling through all these, because I will search like Bank Marketer Atlanta, Georgia or something like that. And I'll scroll through and it's just like gray, gray, gray. Oh, there's a person. There's a person that I'll look at it. And then I could see someone coming back to me and go, well, John, you don't have your picture. I have a picture of my book on there that has my name, but that's because I'm trying to sell a book through LinkedIn. You're not looking for a job. And I'm not looking for a job, and I don't plan on or it. Knock it? on wood. No, I'm, I'm not, and I don't plan People on it. People are saying, John. People, there's a wild rumor off the podcast that you're open for John is <laughs> new not, opportunities. Just so whatever. John's not looking. No, not at all. I'm looking to employ. But uh, but to, to that point, that's put funny. your picture on there. Put your picture on LinkedIn. Like, that's a simple thing. I, yeah. I mean, because now you're going to troll people to look at who they are and where they are. It's not just like, hey, I got a resume in the mail. Thanks. It's like, and the other thing is. I wouldn't it, say that I do that, but I understand what you're saying. Well, you're hiring a marketer that doesn't know how to market themselves. Mm. I would say. That's a little weird to me. Bad pictures are tough. You know, like your car selfie. Do something. I mean, don't just have it blank. Like you, so many consultants. But this is marketing. This is not like you're trying to hire an accountant who are generally known as as you know not the great marketers. So I I could probably get well. They've got this that this. They just don't want to put a picture up. But if you're a marketer, you have to be able to market yourself. What else can you market if you can't market yourself first? So I I don't know. It's kind of a anyway. That's my advice on LinkedIn: is get your picture on there and get it updated. So if you want to have a uh, fun, rewarding job experience and you live in Atlanta and you like bank marketing or you're looking for a career change, hit me up on LinkedIn or hit me up on my email. Do it. What is it? My email? Yeah. I don't know if I want to put it on the podcast. No, it's easy. It's easy to find. (laughs) I'm just being being funny. Oxford at renaissance.com. Jay Oxford at renaissance.com. Even though I laughed. No, because it was awkward. 
So anyway, you laughed. It was you laughed. Awkward. You laughed. Didn't you? <laughs> That's not a real laugh. JayOxfordRenaissance.com. Remember that? that like, I'd prefer you hit me up on LinkedIn. Remember that year though that I tried out new laughs all the time? Oh, he did. It was so bad. Yeah. He had a couple good laughs in there. Ha ha! Yeah. <laughs> just a new laugh every day. Hey, that's the way we get through COVID. Just try, just every day. Here's a new a laugh. Tip. Try, try a new kind of laugh. Or a new, <laughs> or a new walk, maybe. New walk every other day. No, don't do that. <laughs> what was it? What's that Monty Python sketch? The Ministry of Funny Walk. He's like high steps and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty funny. John Cleese. I think we've. Uh, do you have any other closing advice for the job hunters, seekers, and hires of the world? Nope. In the marketing industry, I don't know that having good advice in this. It's all based on just gut. And grit. Just grit and gut feel, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, if you've listened this far, congratulations. If you want a bigger congratulations, email me. <laughs> Look for a new job, and hopefully you'll qualify. Anyway, uh, it's also under careers on the Bank.com website. So uh, it's posted. Is it? Yeah. Posted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the link out there. Or maybe it's agency.com. He has a few creative jobs open. Slash careers, maybe? Yeah. So anyway, we gave a little bit of tactical advice there at the end. Otherwise, happy job hunting. Hope you're, hopefully you're secure in your current job and doing well and happy with it. Otherwise, stay safe and healthy out there. And uh, that's it for the Marketing Money Podcast. At marketingmoneypodcast.com. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.